When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aaron Rodgers' news is coming very soon, and I believe it's going to be positive, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet in the coming hours. We're just waiting on a, an, an official announcement, but I'll tell you why we can put the pieces together to come up with an answer that is positive and, and that it's happening very, very, very soon. So buckle up. It might even be announced while we're live on the show. We'll have to end, come back out, and start another live stream because that's how we roll. But for right now, we're breaking down these topics. And we've got a tweet by Lamar Jackson that is absolutely mind-blowing. Fully guaranteed deal offered to him. Uh, this is him airing the dirty laundry of potentially a deal he got before he was non-exclusive tagged. A deal he shot down. 133 fully guaranteed for three years. And he's complaining. So we're going to break that down and more of the fantasy football show begins right now from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios it's the fantasy football show live monday through friday 7 p.m eastern what is up everybody my name is smitty you're watching the fantasy football show we've got a lot to talk about we have an awful lot to talk about I, you can see all over my screen all this news this is all new news this isn't old news we're gonna rehash this is all something new to a degree uh let's see here uh there's more on this lamar jackson stuff i really want to talk about this in a second but let's hit the the, the aaron Rodgers stuff first lamar jackson's piece is probably one of the most interesting pieces of news we have today. It's crazy. Uh, True Penguin first in the building. Uh, Mario second. Jeb, appreciate you all. Jimmy, file on in. The OJ, Joe, uh, Gary, Jimmy, TM42, file on in. Hit that like button on your way in the door. So Aaron Rodgers, this this, this is happening, guys. This is happening. There are so many pieces and puzzle pieces and, 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 and indications and indicators everywhere right now that that tell us that that Aaron Rodgers is coming to New York. It's happening today. It's happening quite possibly in the next hour or two, maybe two hours. Um, I'm sitting here refreshing and refreshing and refreshing to make sure that I have, uh, you know, Twitter open and I'm I've got all my notifications, I've got all my text messages, all my connections that I do have that have connections that have connections, a lot of that source stuff, which I don't like to use a lot of the time, but everybody has sources, but you don't, you don't, we talk about it, you don't always claim sources, but you know, your boys got some, we all got sources, right? Trey Wingo is the guy I'm trusting, Trey Wingo sent this out yesterday, it was, it was yesterday and he got blasted and roasted. When he put this out saying hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. And then nothing happened all day. He, he tweeted this a lot earlier in the evening. And this this sat out there. And everybody started saying, I, I believe in Wingo. I don't believe in Wingo. Wingo's full of crap. Wingo, what are you going to do when you retire now? You've ruined your reputation. Wingo, we believe. We are team Wingo, we believe. Why? Because this guy's been right about other things tied to this situation. He's got a real good connect because he knew Woody in the, in the Jets brass was getting on a private plane and flying to Aaron Rodgers before anybody else knew it. 
And, and we've seen Sauce Gardner put out tweets where Sauce Gardner says, uh, you should look at the smile on my face right now. And then we got news like this. Obvious stuff, people. Very obvious stuff. NFL Network, Ian Rappaport reports Randall Cobb could be a part of the deal that brings Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Randall Cobb's getting worked on, okay, to, to come on over. And then on, on top of that, look at this little number. Uh, this right here. Yeah, the Jets are actively working to reach an agreement between Packers free agent wide receiver Alan Lazard. So Lazard's coming over. It, it's clear as day this thing is lining up. Aaron Rodgers will be a New York Jet by the end of the day. And he's made it very clear that there's a deadline to these things, his words, roughly paraphrasing, maybe accurate. And so you, you've got this thing just getting mapped out. You got Wingo telling us it's done. We got Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter looking like their 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 panties are in a bunch because Wingo's dropping this news before them. I'm watching Schefter on NFL Network right now, and he looks like he's so uncomfortable to be around other people talking about this stuff because he feels like this is my wheelhouse. You're stepping into my wheelhouse. They got analysts explaining their thoughts on the Lamar Jackson trade, and I, I look. I've always loved Ian Rappaport, and I still love him. I still love him. He's a he's a cuddly little teddy bear. And, and I still I still believe in him. I still trust him way more than Schefter. I like Schefter. I don't hate Schefter. I just trust Ian Rappaport way more. But now I'm starting to trust Trey Wingo more than both of them. Because when this man speaks, I believe there's truth coming out. And, and yeah, we can disown him if he's wrong. That's fine. I understand. But I think all of these puzzle pieces are, are clearly lining up. This thing's going to be slapped together. Fully complete. Puzzle complete by the end of the day, if not in the next hour or two, or even while we're on this live stream. But I'm sitting here watching Schefter, Rappaport, kind of get all flustered that people have information that they don't have. Or maybe they have information they have, but they've been told to keep it quiet. And so we've talked about that all, all last night. I fully believe this is getting done, and it's getting done very, 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 very soon. Okay, let's hit the news desk for more information on Lamar Jackson. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. This one is so crazy and interesting. Again, we'll get back to Lamar. We have a whole whole show to talk about Lamar, but I want to get through the news in, in a pretty rapid fashion and circle back to talk all about Lamar. I'm sorry, all about A-Rod. Lamar Jackson put this tweet out. Um, and, and, and this is this is crazy. Adam uh, Ian Rappaport said this is interesting. And Ian Rappaport was was on NFL Network saying that that he had heard that there was a shorter offer that was offered fully guaranteed. There was a longer offer not fully guaranteed. A bunch of different versions of offers sent Lamar's direction, all of which he rejected. And everyone's been ripping Lamar for not having an agent, rightly so. Lamar, you need to have an agent. You cannot navigate these waters. In free agents, especially as a non-exclusive tagged player, you cannot navigate the back channels to get the fake interest, the, the facade interest, to then trigger a bidding war. There's so much involved you don't know. You think you know. You think you've got this all handled. You've got... You don't... What is the point, Lamar? You can get the, the, the offering team to include whatever you're trying to save on top to pay for the agent just to make it a smooth process. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Any team would be glad to pay the fee an agent would get to make this deal go smooth and be better. I don't understand what Lamar's even thinking. What point is he proving? That he's going to be incompetent through this process and miss out on this or drag something out? Look, it could get done. I'm not saying it can't uh, 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 get done at some point, but it could drive a team away. And so there, there's a lot, there's so much that's driving me nuts in this free agency uh, period. Uh, and, and this is one of them. This is one of them. Lamar Jackson not getting an agent. It's ridiculous. But Lamar Jackson got a $133 million three-year fully guaranteed deal, according to Lamar, from Lamar Jackson's mouth. 133, three years, fully guaranteed, but I need an agent. Ah, like like say, saying like this is a bad offer. Like, of course, you know, of course, he, this is what, what an agent would get or whatever his snarky remark is, is intending with this. It's this this offer right here. If you look at it, when he says he's a hundred million dollars apart with the team, of course he's a hundred million dollars apart from the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed deal. One thirty three plus a hundred is two hundred and thirty three. Okay, so yeah, you are a hundred apart. Congratulations, an agent can take care of that difference for you, Lamar. Okay, the difference is though three years. And, and you might say that's not a long time. When you're a quarterback with a long shelf life, this is actually a very smart move because you're going to be, your shelf life is so big, you're going to be able to re-up in two years with the Ravens because if you're doing amazing and you're banking on yourself, you're going to be able to re-up in two years. They're going to want to re-up you. So you're getting essentially some massive deal guaranteed, but then you're going to probably get an even bigger deal. The salary cap goes up about 20% every single two to three years in the NFL. Lamar Jackson would land a monster next deal two to three years from now, uh, two years from now, a re-up, three years from now when he hit free agency again, if he ended up hitting free agency. He also could, if you wanted to, package in, you can't tag me. You can't tag me. That way, after three years, 133 guaranteed, I get to go wherever I want, wherever I want, however I want, and sign a new five, six, seven-year deal. So this, this is actually a phenomenal offer when you break down that it is the same context as the Deshaun Watson deal, $230 million guaranteed, but a $133 proportionately on a three-year deal. So this is crazy Lamar's laughing at this. It's crazy Lamar thinks that this proves he doesn't need an agent. Like, I, I don't know what he's even saying. He's saying, look, you think I need an agent? Look at this amazing deal I got, but I turned it down. Or is he saying, look at this horrible offer I got, and you think I need an agent? An agent's going to, you know, I know it's horrible. I don't know what he's even insinuating. Maybe he's saying it's a great offer that he turned down. Look, he can do this without an agent. Maybe that's what he's saying. I don't know. All I know is he turned it down. He turned it down, and this is an amazing offer that, that fits his objective. He kind of wants to stay in Baltimore. I don't know why, because he's got a bust in Baltimore. He doesn't get the support he needs in Baltimore. Baltimore doesn't surround him with the pieces he needs. But this would be perfect for his objective. Maybe stay in Baltimore, feel kind of free 
for the future. He said that he wouldn't mind playing on the franchise tag for two or three years in a row. He said that in the past, about a year, year and a half ago. I don't mind playing on the franchise tag for two or three straight years, then signing my big fat contract after that. And, and he said that. So we know he's flexible with going one, two, three years, getting franchise tagged, not getting franchise tagged. Now he's mad he's franchise tagged. He's kind of been all over the place on, on this topic. But this is crazy news when you break it down that per year, that's a, I mean, maybe he deserves a little more. Let's just say he does deserve a little more than that 133 on the three years. 133 uh, divided by three is 44.33. So 44.33, technically speaking, he could probably get 47, 48, 46, uh, you know, up it, uh, up it slightly. But the fact that it's fully guaranteed might be why the teams brought down that number to 44. Because it's fully guaranteed. You want a fully guaranteed that matches and mirrors Deshaun Watson. Here you go. It's just it's just bite size. And, and on top of that, we don't even know if this was like the bigger deal, right? 133 for three years, fully guaranteed on a five or seven year deal worth 250 to 350 million, whatever it was. And then they said, you know what? You don't like that. You don't like the extra parts. Let's cut it down to just the guaranteed part. What if we offer you just that guaranteed part? You don't like the five-year deal with only the $133 million guaranteed. Why don't we just give you the $133 million guaranteed on the three-year deal? It's like they, they took the bigger deal and shrunk it down and said, why don't we give you just the guaranteed portion? We'll be flexible with you, Lamar. They've been flexible with Lamar. That is a very, very, very solid deal. Um, Not having an agent is the biggest mistake this guy could have at this point in time. As we navigate a, a, a territory in free agency with the non-exclusive tag that makes it vital to have an agent. It's absolutely madness. So that that, that was that's crazy news. Uh, we'll get back to the Lamar Jackson stuff. We'll get back to uh, more Aaron Rodgers, of course. Uh, Kelsey, this is this is awesome news for those that have been in a, in a total panic. Uh, about uh, about this situation. Let me see if I can get this piece of news up. Oh, here it is. Um, one day after he announced he would return for another season, Pro Bowl center Jason Kelsey has the and the Eagles have agreed to a one-year, fourteen million dollar deal per sources with a max value of fourteen point seven five million. Kelsey remains the highest paid center in the league. This is fantastic news. A lot of Eagle fans have been freaking out about the departures lately in Philly. And this is a great, this is a great uh, re-signing. And, and, it, and it puts the Eagles in, in still prime position to be a top four overall team in the National Football League in 2023. I don't want to hear, oh, they lost four guys. Uh, they got the number, is, is the last I checked, they have the number uh, 10 overall and the number 30 overall. I think they're going to be able to fill holes pretty good. Not to mention they could bring in through a trade if they wanted to, if they had the balls to do it, hopefully they do, bring in a Derrick Henry, bring in a, a Dalvin Cook, bring in a potential Austin Eckler, a Nick Chubb. All four running backs, older running backs, are reportedly available for the right price. What's the right price? We just saw Christian McCaffrey go for a second, a third, and a fourth rounder. Absolute steal. Head-scratchingly dumb value. How are we not interested if we're the Philadelphia Eagles? This is one of those moves that people laugh at when it happens in their petrified Peters after it's executed. Oh, yeah, you're going to get a... Uh, oh, they got Derrick Henry. Shit! Shit! That's what happens. 
That's what happens. You want to know how scared uh, Philly haters are going to be if you replace with these two picks, the 10 and the 30, your defensive and offensive uh, holes, and you go ahead and you go get a guy like Derrick Henry, or you go get a guy like like Austin Eckler for two second rounders, or second and a third, whatever it costs. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? I mean, I, I, this is this team's phenomenal. This team's phenomenal if this happens. Not to mention they could draft Bijan Robinson at ten. They could draft Jameer Gibbs at thirty. There's so much potential for the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagle haters are hilarious. We go to Roy's room for this one. We go to the Eagle. Let's go to let's go in the time machine. Okay. Hey, Eagle hater. The Eagles are top four teams still, pal. Sleep tight. And now on to the Dalvin Cook news. Dalvin Cook, uh, as I just alluded to, is potentially available for trade. Uh, Miami Herald is reporting that the Dolphins are monitoring Dalvin Cook's potential availability. We've heard several times that this guy, Dalvin Cook, could be event, uh, eventually available for trade. His shoulder is mangled. I've said it before. If you took somebody, you took a deceased person that has been you know, gone for, I don't know, 35, 40 years, and you, you take him out of the ground, you, you perform a, a, a scan on their shoulder, their 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 X-ray, their MRI, their their scan is gonna look better than Dalvin Cook's. I guarantee you, you put Dalvin Cook's shoulder next to somebody that's been gone for 20, 30, 40 years on the table, and you're looking at both 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 scans. You don't know whose is who. This guy's shoulder is mangled, but he's an amazing, he has an amazing, unreal ability to literally get out onto the field and put on a, a, a flak jacket or some custom jacket to hold that ball in the socket and, and be kind of immobile with it and play as if nothing ever happened. This guy, it doesn't matter. He could he could literally rip his labrum in half and, and still put on a jacket. He's going to run himself out into the field. So, like, I, I don't love Dalvin Cook for a long period of time, but you put Dalvin Cook on the Philadelphia Eagles for one year. You put Dalvin Cook on the Cincinnati Bengals for one year. You put him on the, on the I don't know, Buffalo Bills for one year. This guy is going to do well enough that it, it becomes one of those head-scratchingly, how did any other team not do this when they were trying to make a run at the Kansas City Chiefs, looking for a way to one-up the Kansas City Chiefs because that's what everybody's after. Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, all old dogs, all available for crazy low, almost stupid value. And, and while all four probably won't have successful 2023s because injuries are knocking on the door to all four of them. The changing of the guard we always talk about. that It's it's ETN and Walker, Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson. It's the young dogs coming in. And they're taking over the top 10. They are. But it doesn't mean you can't put a Dalvin Cook, uh, an Austin Eckler, a Derrick Henry, or, or Nick Chubb into a, an amazing spot and get an extra full year potentially out of them, at least to the degree that they help you win a Super Bowl. So Dalvin Cook would be an absolutely fantastic acquisition for any of the teams mentioned, and anybody chasing after uh, after a Super Bowl um, would be smart to go ahead and make this acquisition and, and buy this guy low. Where's where's my Austin Eckler news? Where's my Eckler news? I think it's right, right 
here, I got so much news on my screen. I don't know what is what. Uh, right here, Austin Eckler is requesting permission to speak to other teams about a potential trade. Uh, look, this is this is a real thing. Austin Eckler is getting paid six mil. He's 28 years old. I don't know what his expectation is for a new contract, but he's 28 years old. Every running back thinks they're invincible. They're different. They're going to break the odds. They're going to beat the odds. But Austin Eckler is not getting a fat contract extension. I mean, maybe he will. I mean, teams are dumb sometimes in this respect. But Austin Eckler is upset that at 28 years old, he's not getting a big fat extension. I, I don't know what is what, what is what what he thinks is going to happen here, but he's available potentially for trade. Now, a, a trading team, an acquiring trade, or an acquiring team might actually give him a little bit of a like a mini extension. You know what I mean? Enough to make him feel like okay, I'm saving face. I, I guess the market isn't there. Here's a trade, new situation, nice little bump. Uh, not huge, but an extension that's team-friendly that makes sense. That's probably where this is going to land. He'll probably get some sort of an extension if he's traded, but it'll be a very team-friendly extension. It'll give him like upfront money. It'll be what he wants. It'll be deserving. It'll be good. So in a way, maybe he it makes sense to do this. Like he, If he doesn't, he's not getting that. If he does do it, he's going to get some sort of financial bump even if it's all up front, whatever, that is actually smart. So like, as I'm sitting here saying, you know, negative things about wanting and expecting an extension, he'd probably pull it off. He'll probably pull it off, which is why he's probably trying to do it. And his agent is probably telling him to do it. That's why you need an agent. This agent just outthought me. He just outthought Smitty. That's why you need an agent. It's absolutely ridiculous to not have an agent. Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, that, 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 this, uh, let's see here. We got, um, Jacoby Myers. Here's another piece of news. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Uh, Raiders have signed wide receiver Jacoby Myers, adding a big weapon. I don't know about a big time weapon, big weapon, uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, hard to use weapons when you don't know how to throw downfield. I know you guys are getting sick of me. Maybe you aren't. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. I don't know. Getting sick of me telling you that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to, not going to be a thing, but this, <laughs> he wins, Smitty. He, he's winning. He's a winner. Winning is not an individual stat. Winning doesn't necessarily get tied to you as the quarterback, especially when the offense is uniquely built around your deficiencies. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to either get hurt or fail very, very badly in this environment that Derek Carr couldn't even succeed in. In an environment that is now defined and labeled Carr as a bad quarterback to a lot of people when Carr is not. And he's going to prove that in New Orleans where he has a a good top 10 defense to support his endeavors. Jimmy Garoppolo has got one of the worst defenses in the National Football League, and it might even get worse because he won't be able to move the chains, which is going to put the defense back on the field more often. They're going to get tired, injured, and so guess what? You probably have the worst defense in the league. Jacoby Myers isn't doing anything for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo can't use Jacoby Myers. Does anybody remember Ayuk doing essentially nothing with Jimmy G? Kittle doing essentially nothing with Jimmy G? Jimmy G First read, get rid of the ball so he doesn't get sacked. Uh, uh, all it was built was around getting Debo the ball at the line of scrimmage. Debo did all the work. Jimmy G's stats were Debo's stats. It, it, it's ridiculous when people insinuate that these weapons can be utilized. They can't be utilized. You can't utilize these weapons with Jimmy G under center. Jacoby, Waller, Renfro, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. It's not going to work. It didn't work with Derek Carr. It's certainly not working with Jimmy G. 
it's going to be a disaster above all disasters. And, and, and I, I'm afraid I'm going to be here to tell you I told you so. This right here, Taylor Heineke is a Falcon. Two-year deal worth $20 million. Not a horrible backup plan, to be honest. It makes me feel a little bit better about Kyle Pitts in, in London if, if the team does, in fact, not go after Lamar Jackson, which this move indicates they probably aren't, which is ridiculous. $20 million deal. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't go after Lamar Jackson if you were the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, some teams might say to them themselves, like, hey, Lamar doesn't have an agent. We can maybe take advantage of this. <laughs> I don't understand why teams, if this is, in fact, you know, a ruse, if this is, in fact, some sort of, like, conspiracy, I'll admit I was wrong. I don't think it is. I think some of this is that teams are turned off by him not having an agent. You know, and, and so it's hard to deal with somebody that doesn't have an agent. There was no way. Here's the other problem that people don't understand. One of the reasons a lot of these teams are also potentially out, or some of them, isn't because of a conspiracy. It's because there are so many quarterbacks flying off the board and, and exclusive tag players can't be talked to or negotiated with at all because of the tampering. They're not a part of the free agent two-day period of, of tampering. No tampering. This is a, a quarterback that can't be spoken to until Wednesday at a specific time. So when you have these quarterbacks like Heineke flying off the board, if the Falcons don't know, they are uncertain about what they're going to be able to do in terms of Lamar. They have to make a decision earlier before Lamar is even available to be talked to to ensure they aren't left holding the bag. Similar to the New York Jets, which we'll talk about in a second, the Jets are putting all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket. And it's, and it's disabling them from getting all these quarterbacks that are getting scooped up left and right. So if you were, let's say you were interested in bringing Mike White back in your, your New York, you're putting yourself in a pickle if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back because you're letting Mike White go, Jimmy G go, Heineke go. All these quarterbacks are going. And so teams that might have interest in Lamar Jackson, because he doesn't have an agent that can back channel, and you can back channel. Does anybody think all these deals just happen to get done one after the other as soon as the, the, the two-day period window opened? They were all done. It was like immediately the the, tam the tamper period, boom. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. You think these teams had time to meet with players? It was all back channel. It was all back channel. Why are all these deals lined up one after the other when 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 the, the, the two-day window just opened? Lamar Jackson, had if he had an agent, might be an Atlanta Falcon. Lamar Jackson, if he had an agent, might be a Washington commander. And he still could be. But the, the, this is why an agent is so important, Lamar. You don't understand clearly. You clearly don't understand. You think you understand. You think you're taking a stand for the people. You think you're outsmarting the system. You think you're proving your independence. Whatever the case may be, you're blowing your chance to land with certain teams because they can't sit back and twiddle their thumbs without back-channel access to your agent. Even though they say you can't tamper, it happens. Why do you think all these deals are lined up? Lamar Jackson's dropping the ball. This is going to come down on him. It's not coming down on the conspiracy against him by other teams. It comes down to him if he doesn't land the proper deal. If he heads back to Baltimore and, and cries and complains about his $133 million deal for three years, fully guaranteed there was offered to him that he turned down. It's along the lines of what he probably wants the way he wants to operate. 
And I, I think I'm, Mostert is another uh, piece of news here. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Dolphins uh, bring back Raheem Mostert on a two-year deal per, uh, uh, let's see, Miami gets gets key backfield help. So Mostert, that's, that's a good deal for that's a good deal for the Dolphins. I mean, he played well, but, you know, he's very injury prone. Of course, we have the Mike White news. We talked about that yesterday. Mike White is with the Miami Dolphins on a on a two-year, $16 million deal. What a nice little safety net. We got uh, we got a couple of super chats. I'm sorry if I haven't got to any of them yet. Let me let me get to them. Let me pull them up. Here's, here's one from uh, Jacob. Jacob says, how is James Cook not a moon man yet? Because, we're, like we talked about, uh, Jacob... This team could acquire Derrick Henry. They could acquire Austin Eckler. They could acquire Dalvin Cook. They could acquire Nick Chubb in a millisecond. They could draft another player. We've seen them, similar to KC, rotate through running backs. We've had Zach Moss. We've had Singletary. We've had James Cook. Uh, James Cook certainly is a sleeper candidate for sure, but you have no guarantees whatsoever that he's going to get you know, X number of carries or the starting job or whatever. It could be it could be a handful of different things going on. Now now now, now they they rotate and there's potentially that opening. And if we look at this uh running back free agency board, you're gonna see uh there's a man on here and it that man is uh Devin Singletary. So he's not on the team right now. So there is a potential opening for more workload, but at the same time this team is going to fill that vacancy. You almost want Singletary on the team versus them have a vacancy because now they're going to go draft an RB. And what happens if Bigsby's sitting there in the third or fourth round and they go ahead and grab him? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with a wish list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire per sources, including Randall Cobb, Lazard, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Mercedes Lewis. Uh, this is from Diana Russini. I love how I love how Schefter will retweet other people, but Trey Wingo. He'll re- retweet other people, but Trey Wingo. What is this? Do we have? Let me put this on screen here. Do we have? Uh, do we have? This is a wish list, but do we have an announcement? Do we actually have an announcement? This sounds like an announcement, but it's more so what leaked leaked information before the announcement. I don't understand what's going on here. Let's see here. Aaron Rodgers has provided the Jets with a wish list. So you don't provide a wish. This is what I said. The, the puzzle pieces are here. Lazard, we broke it down. Cobb, we broke it down. Now he wants Odell Beckham Jr. We, we didn't have that piece up, up here yet, but I'll drop that on screen now. These are all puzzle pieces, people. It's happening. It's happening within the next minutes or a couple hours. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with a wish list of free agents. He would like them to target and acquire per sources. Why would he have the team acquire, sign, and bring players in to announce he's not coming back? Hey, get my room ready. I want linen sheets. I want silk underwear on the bed. I want uh, I want potpourri. I want a, a, a 70-inch widescreen TV mounted to the wall so I don't see wires so that I can meditate on the floor without tripping on anything. He wants all these things, and then what, he's not going to show up? I highly doubt that's happening. We're pretty confident that this is yet another puzzle piece to the, the, the fact that this is happening within hours, if not minutes. So, unreal, unreal. Uh, Jacob, but again, uh, could could James Cook be Moon Man material? I don't think he hits the Moon Man list, but he certainly has Moon Man material. Um, 
y'all believe anything about what uh, Tyrell? What, what are we? What are we gullible about today? Do do share or call in if you want. I'm not sure what we're all believing that you think is is a, a gullible type of thing, but but definitely call in. Uh, Smitty, do all these guys bring? Let's see here, Smitty, do all these guys the 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 gets. The Jets, you mean? The Jets are looking to bring in worry you for Garrett Wilson. Um, no, no. But but I will say this, and and I had this has thought this thought has crossed my mind. Um, if you're Garrett Wilson and you're Elijah Moore, are you a little bit annoyed by that? Like you here, you are supporting Aaron Rodgers. Bring him in. We want you here. And we're gonna relinquish our leadership role because right, right, the, the the leaders of this young team are Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson. These are the leaders of, of the of the club, and it's kind of like they're inviting Aaron Rodgers to come in and be their leader. You know, we're gonna relinquish that to you because we trust you. And for him to want to bring in other assets that are pass catchers, it would annoy me a little bit to say, well, well wait a minute, you know, we're we're inviting you in here to become our guy, and 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 you know. It does kind of worry me that you're you're targeting other weapons. However, Garrett Wilson is an absolute monster. Um, let's see. What, what's Tyre, I don't even know what uh, Tyrell's saying, but Tyrell, feel free to call in, bro. If you think I'm being gullible, call me out, bro. Get, get up here and, and 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 speak your mind, bro. Phone lines are open. Phone lines are open. Screen numbers on screen. I'm I'm here for you. Okay, so this is uh. This is another piece of news here. Got a wish list for the Jets to get. Yep. All right. Here, here's here's uh, here's this piece of news that just dropped right this very second. Um, I haven't even read it yet. The Saints are expected to retain star wide receiver. Let, 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 let's not call him a star. Let's let's not jump the gun and start acting like Michael Thomas is still a star. What are we? We're losing loose loose lips on a lot of this stuff. Uh, star wide receiver. Uh, a big time Jacoby Myers wide receiver going to the the Raiders. Like, can we can we calm down on the the adjectives and descriptive words for some of these players that are getting out of hand? Star wide receiver Michael Thomas. He's barely an NFL player at this point. He's got to prove he's going to be an NFL player at this point before we start calling a star wide receiver Michael. Th- Former star wide receiver Michael Thomas. Incentive laden deal, one year deal. Keep him in New Orleans. So there's that. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Smitty. What's up? Who's this? What's up, buddy? I just had a question about A Rod. Yeah, who's this? Uh, this is Matt. Matt, what's up? Hit me, Matt. What's going on? So you know how far he went to the Jets after his uh, tenure with the Packers. Yeah. Do you think A Rod being a kind of his ego, do you think it hurts his ego kind of like following in Favre's footsteps or do you don't, think he's not even worried about that? Don't you think because Favre failed that this would be him and his ego trying to make, if he was, if he was going there trying to say, watch me do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, what, what are you scared yeah. of if you're, if you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers that Favre went there to fail? Like, like you scared of, of failing too? Cause like that would put you in the same boat. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be you know as big of a deal as if Favre went there, succeeded, and now he's got to follow yeah. Favre's footsteps and try and succeed. There's no pressure at all. Not to mention, think about it, man. It, it, it Maybe the people talk about it. He he says a lot that he doesn't care what people think. He tunes it out, and you have to like yeah. to a degree. Every human being is affected by what people say. 
You could say I don't care what people think, but some some degree you do. But he is probably one of the, the people in the world that is the most capable of not caring what people think because he's doing things that are agitating people and he's doing more of them and more of them and more of them. And people think it's just about his ego, but I think he doesn't. I think he tunes it out. I don't think he really spends much time absorbing a lot of the negativity at all to even know what people are thinking. But, but no, I, I don't think it has anything to do with it. If I'm making a decision about my future and I'm seeing Sauce Gardner in this defense, bro, this top one to two defense, the Niners and the contender. Yeah, the Niners just improve their defense more. The, the Niners and the, and the Jets are the number tied for the number one defense in the National Football League. I think the Jets will be, maybe the Niners have more, I don't know. There, there, there could be some statistic difference between the two, but my favorite defense in the National Football League is a Sauce Gardner-led Jets defense. You're looking oh, at yeah. this defense. You're looking at Garrett Wynn Wilson. Wynn you're looking at Brees Hall. This is not something that yep. you then reflect on Aaron uh, Brett Favre and say, well, he failed there. What, what did he have? What did Brett Favre have when he went over to the New York Jets? Like, this is not even the same. I, I, it's a good point. A lot of oh, people yeah. make that so, point. but So what do you think? Okay, so... What do you think this does to not only Rodgers from a fantasy standpoint, what do you think it does for his upside, Brees Hall's upside, Wilson's upside? Heck, I mean, you can put that in Corey Davis, uh, Elijah Moore. I know he's trying to get other people from the Packers to come join him, but does that kind of put Rodgers? Because on best ball, they got him like at the bottom of the bottom yeah. of the tier. Bro, I I, because it's, they're waiting to see what he's doing, but – Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Match up to $100 in your first deposit. Link is in the description of the video. When we go on and do Underdog Fantasy Drafts, my guy, which we'll do tonight at midnight. If anybody wants to to get in on that, you got to click this link. You got to get signed up ahead of time. Again, they'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. There's the link right there. It's in the description as well. Um, But Aaron Rodgers is like QB14, bro. He's like QB 14. You can forego the early quarterback draft strategy that we always love and deploy and talk about here on the channel. Uh, And everybody ripped us for years. Early quarterback, your quarterbacks, Smitty, there's so many quarterbacks that fall late. It's really a disadvantage. Don't you know? Aren't you smart enough? Haven't you been in the industry long enough to understand (laughs) that drafting a quarterback early is a mistake? And we continue to beat a dead horse on early quarterback drafting is not a curse or a sin or a scarlet letter that you wear all season long if you deploy it. It is an absolute league winner if you deploy it right, as is waiting on a quarterback. We got Burrow in round six and seven. There are 100,000 different ways to win at fantasy football. There's no one way, but we defend early quarterback because it needs defending, and now the whole world loves it. But but to your, to, to, to your point... Well, hold on. To your point, Aaron Rodgers being at 14 overall on underdog, not only is he a great second quarterback and in best ball one QB, it's important to have two quarterbacks because it's optimal scoring. And if Burrow's your quarterback and he has a bad week and Aaron Rodgers has 40 points on your bench, in best ball he's inserted for you automatically. So A-Rod's the perfect second quarterback in best ball on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. And he makes a fantastic weight on a, a quarterback strategy. This guy could be a top seven quarterback, to answer your question. He could be a top six to yeah, seven I, fantasy I, football I quarterback. I agree. And, and Garrett Wilson. I've been picking Wilson, him up, like, late, too, man. That's just so good. It's like, you can wait till. I mean, hell, I think he's going, like, what round he, what, I think he's, I think he could be a QB1, man. I mean, with all the weapons, I know Rodgers, statistically, he doesn't ever put up, like, like these flashy numbers. But, man, with all the weapons, I mean, 
I, I can't wait to see it, man. It's yeah, really awesome. and, and Brees Hall coming off an ACL tear needs some room to run. He needs a little bit of help to get that burst back. It's going to take a little time. I think Brees will look very, very good from the jump, but it's going to be natural to be a little bit slower, a little bit less explosion just out the gate. And if you've got this spread out attack, Brees Hall can literally, without that explosion boost that he needs like midway through the year, he'll literally be able to scamper through wide open holes. So I think Brees Hall will be doing great things right from the jump because the offense will be spread out. Defenses won't be able to focus on the ACL recovering Brees Hall. They're going to let Brees Hall be a wild card all game long for the first half of the season. You got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. You're going to probably bring in Odell or Lazard or Cobb. Probably not all of them, but one of them. And and honestly, with with the way Elijah Moore hasn't stepped up, I love Elijah Moore. And I feel like Elijah Moore got, he was like the forgotten man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. it, it, but but like he hasn't. He also there's some concern that maybe there's something else going on as to why the coaching staff has neglected him to a certain degree. So you bring in another wide receiver, I'm fine. I don't think that hurts Garrett Wilson at all. He's the alpha. But but Garrett Wilson's going to be laser locked on by Aaron Rodgers, and he'll he's already been fast tracked based on his talent alone. But Aaron Rodgers will fast track fast track him even further. I, I like to reference that that uh, this guy. Christian Watson in Green Bay is entering 2023 as a sophomore, right? His second year. But in reality, his maturity in his game, he's actually, in my mind, entering his third or, you know, he's like three and a half years into his career. That's how much he's almost, he's like almost brought to veteran level based on playing with Aaron Rodgers for a full year. He went through so many ups and downs. What Christian Watson learned in one season under He's Aaron Rodgers, you learn that in like a, a year and a half, two years. I'm uh, sorry, two and a half, three years. So do years. you think, because you, you know how like, A-Rod is. He's kind of, he's very, like, with young guys, like in that, that Jets team, they're, full, they're, full, they're young, they're ready, you know. He kind of, I feel like he stepped on a lot of people's toes, like with Watson, um, Dobbs last year, like kind of not really taking them under like his wing and kind of just like showing them the ropes. I think he kind of, you know what I mean? Could that hurt Wilson and uh, maybe even Brees Hall? Like if he, you know, what's your, I, what's your opinion on that? I don't, I disagree. I think he took Watson under his wing in the, that's what I was just explaining. I think he took yeah. Watson under his wing so, so aggressively that he's walking into his sophomore year like he's a three and a half to four year player. He fast track. Okay, yeah. So, so like, was he hard on him? Yeah, he was really hard on him. He was very aggressive on the field. He screamed and yelled at him. But Watson learned. And the, the amazing part about Watson, why I love Watson so much, is Watson didn't cry and complain and, and do what, like, Diggs does on the sideline, yells at Josh Allen, thinks he knows more than Josh Allen. Watson. He went out there and balled, man. He, he listened to him. Aaron Rodgers yelled at him. Watson was disappointed in himself. Dropped the ball, was was horrible at certain spots during the year, and he bounced back and used it as momentum. By the end of the year, Watson and, and Aaron Rodgers were like this, bro, because he took it, he was receptive oh. to it. So to answer your question, first he, of all, Brees Hall... Care, when Chase... My bad, go ahead. Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson are so far along anyway. This isn't a, a, a situation where he's got to come in and, 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 and like bottle feed them. These guys are, are already balling out. They're the leaders Ballers. of this team. Yep. Yep. And so, for me, Aaron Rodgers comes in and just amplifies everything that they're doing. 
And he's going to come into a different scenario where he's not going to be like, this is my territory, you're coming. He's going to go in a little bit like, hey, I need to earn your all trust because this is me coming into a new environment. I think he will be a little bit more receptive to that angle. But once he gets command of this team, he's going to be yelling and screaming at people in the field. And if you're Garrett Wilson, if you're like Christian Watson, you're going to be receptive to it, not have an attitude toward it. You're going to know that this guy knows what he's doing. And everybody calling him a diva, I get it. I understand. And I'll be honest with you. I'll be completely honest with you. If nothing happens today, <laughs> I might start getting on board of the, okay, this is getting a real little ridiculous. But at the same time, everybody calling Aaron Rodgers a diva, and I'd love for someone to call in, not to go at them, but just to have a conversation about it. But everybody calling Aaron Rodgers a diva, we are sitting on one side of this fence. We don't know the conversations yeah. the Jets and Aaron Rodgers have been having. You know what I'm saying? That's where I feel like everybody, yeah. even the comments in here, and I appreciate all of you. You guys know I love all of you out there. But there's a lot of Aaron Rodgers is a diva. I can't believe Aaron Rodgers is getting what he wants here. We are all... Seeing one side of this story be be painted on the very, very outside and peripheral of the situation. We all have zero clue what kind of conversations the, the, the Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets brass had. We have no clue if they said, we are going to keep this under wraps. This is a done deal. We need to make sure we play the free agent game to our advantage. We need to try and pull some people in. We don't know what conversation they had. We have zero clue as to what's really transpired behind closed doors in private. So when we say Aaron Rodgers is doing this wrong, doing that wrong, do we really know? Do we have the information to be able to say this guy's an absolute diva dragging his feet? We don't really know. We don't really know. This could be a part of how they want to unveil this. Or Aaron Rodgers could have said, hey, I'm I'm signing. I'm 100% committed. Do not tell a soul or I'll back out. You, you leak this and I'll back out. But I want to announce it on Tuesday because I want to do, you know, i got certain things he's got to, you know, maybe he's got players he wants to talk to. Maybe he's trying to convince Randall Cobb or trying to convince Lazard to accept whatever, you know, we don't know. We have no idea what it is about. Well, see, I didn't know him and Lazard was that tight, though. I, I didn't think they, I didn't know they was like, he was, he'd be trying to bring him. I knew, I knew him and Cobb was like best buds. Like he wanted to bring him everywhere he went, but I didn't know him and Lazard was kind of. Yeah. Like Avatar, like appreciate your super chat. And I agree, if it doesn't happen today, I might even get it, be getting on board of that. <laughs> but it's happening. It's probably happening while we're on this live stream. You know? Or, or when I end it, it'll happen soon. It has to. And he's even indicated there's a deadline for this thing. And that deadline's today. That deadline's today. He's going to announce it today. It's happening today. It's happening later on. There's a wish list for this team to go out and acquire Lazard. You, do, do you ask somebody to go get you ingredients for a cake, and they get back from the store, bro, and you don't bake the cake? You, that's, that's not how it works. Um, Green Bay has the Jets. Green Bay has the Jets by their balls right now. Uh, can get whatever they want. That's that was my That was one of my concerns with this whole process. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers still has a little bit of control here because there's a lot of value coming back, whether it's a first rounder or whatnot, a lot of value coming back to the Green Bay Packers. So if Aaron Rodgers was to say, you're going to mess around with a deal we already agreed on, I'm just going to retire. Like in the, in the, and that might be financially some advantages to that for Green Bay, sure. But there's also the loss of draft picks and, and things that, that I think are, are worth going down this road for Green Bay. 
And so I think that there's a, to, there's a, to a degree they have uh, the Jets by the balls, but we've also heard the framework on the deal has already worked out. So I don't know that they're even negotiating at this point. Um, hey, what do you think about the, the news we reported on just a little bit ago about Mike Thomas? Mike, Tom, Mike Thomas restructuring his uh, deal, reaching an agreement on a one-year deal, $10 million, max value of fifteen. Um, does, does Derek Carr revive his career a little bit, or are you staying clear of Mike Thomas? I think Mike Thomas, man, if if he can stay healthy, I think he's – it's almost sad watching players like that kind of – just their career kind of fizzle out like that. Man, I hope he has a good year. I drafted him last year a lot in fantasy football. Kind of disappointed me. Uh, I've been drafting him a lot in best ball this year just because you can get him, hell, like round 12. Yeah. But uh, Kirk Cousins restructured. Kirk Cousins restructured his contract. Uh, a lot of people saying he'd be on the move. We knew he wouldn't be, and this confirms he's not going anywhere. Vikings restructured his hey, contract. Smitty? Yeah. What? So, outside of best ball, I know you do a lot of fantasy like football drafts. What's your, like, how do you usually draft? Like, do you go into it? I know it all really matters, like, on what pick you get. But let's say you get, like, middle of the pack. Let's say you just five or six. Which, what's your strategy of going, like, you draft – you got to you go RB heavy or do you go receiver heavy? I know best ball it's receiver, you can need three of them to start and all that, but what's your kind of mindset whenever on draft day? Always best player available. And that, that, that doesn't doesn't mean by ADP. It has nothing to do with ADP. It has nothing to do with the suggested rank. That some people think I mean take the top guy on the no, you can just have your computer be auto drafted if you want to go that route. Uh yeah. I'm saying that best player available is when I'm on the clock, if the best player available is Bijan Robinson, then it's Bijan Robinson. If I'm on the clock and the best player available is Tyreek Hill, it's Tyreek Hill. Um, when all things are equal, that's when I can massage the and manipulate the strategy a little bit and go into one of the other directions. Like, uh, like, like if you're if you're sitting there with Tyreek Hill in the first round and you get to the second round, and let's just say. Let's just say Bijan's there. Like, let's say you're, you have a really close, uh, almost bookend picks, 11 pick, and you have the 13 pick. So you take Tyreek Hill at 11, and then you're sitting there, and and for some reason Diggs is there. You're like, I want Diggs. It's a three wide receiver league. I love, I love, I'd love to have that. I will when I can try and go balanced. So my answer is balanced when I can. I like to have a running back on a wide receiver, a wide receiver and running back, and then a, and then a burrow like a quarterback. I love that balance of the wide receiver, running back, quarterback, or running back, wide receiver, quarterback. I love that more than anything. When I exit a draft and I've got Burrow and a wide receiver and a running back, I feel so good with with the balance and flow of the team. But it will only be that way if best player available dictates it because best player available will dictate your strategy and it always should. If you walk in and draft a position and not a player, you're leaving value on the table. What, what do you do? You go after tight end because last year I took Kelsey and I'm um, thank God I did because I feel like it was like the worst year for tight ends, at least for 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 a while. I mean, Kelsey, man. I mean, Kelsey, and then the drop off was like it was like it was horrible. So I'm glad I picked Kelsey up, man. But uh, this year, I mean, he's going like within the first four picks, and it's like, man, if you Kelsey, I feel like he he's going to be productive next year, but I feel like he he is up there in age. Yeah, it's, take, it's, sc- it's scary. He's, 
he's teeter-tottering on that, like, does he have one more full year left or does he not? And I think when you go against that and say, okay, this could be his decline year, people are so scared of the the pushback they get on that. Like, this is Kelsey, are you an idiot? But, like, it's it's going to happen. You know, you just got to – you got to – you got to decide, do you want to risk it one more time? And then each year you're going to say that, right? Do you want to risk it one more time? Um, it, it's a catch-22. You take Travis Kelsey and you you get kind of hit hard on the other positions. And then you're not only chasing, you know when you go like wide receiver, wide receiver, you're chasing running back all draft. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to catch up at running back. When you go running back, running back, you're chasing wide receiver the entire draft. You're trying to catch up at wide receiver. When you go tight end in round one, you have a, a huge, huge statistical advantage at tight end, but you're chasing running back and wide receiver the entire draft. So it's a catch-22. Like, you can win that way, most certainly, if you land your sleepers, if you get Jameer Gibbs and Charbonnet, and uh, and you land, like, Kamara late, let's say, and you got this pretty unique, cool running back crew, and then you, you do get Watts and you get London, you end up scooping up all, all kinds of great wide receivers, all of a sudden, you got a really good squad. Like, you can win that way. But you can also, there's something to say for landing the next Travis Kelsey or landing the next Darren Waller or next Hawkinson. And you got guys like Kyle Pitts who are so undervalued because people hate his quarterback situation. But he, you know, proved his rookie year. He is He's the best rookie tight end to ever come out of college. And he had the best rookie season in the history of the NFL. And he had a bad sophomore year. So Kyle Pitts, like in round seven now, that they're not getting Lamar. People people were getting excited that he may he may get Lamar a quarterback upgrade. Now that he hasn't got a quarterback upgrade, there is concern that doesn't get alleviated, but his ADP falls, so does that wash and make him still very attractive. Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz is a free agent. Where does he land? Does Dalton Schultz go to Cincinnati? You know, like so there there, there are opportunities to get a guy that can explode from his ADP. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have that Kelsey advantage in a different way and you're able to build. So it's, there's no right or wrong answer. It just, have I drafted really good Kelsey teams on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty? Absolutely. I've drafted amazing teams with Kelsey at in the first round. I've also drafted amazing teams where I've taken Schultz and, and, and uh, I've got, you know, in Conquo and, also Taysom Hill and I just love the combination of the three tight ends and I think I'll be fine at tight end. Um best think, ball... uh, what uh, I was gonna say, do you think the Chiefs go after a tight end this year? The kind of bit like I know that there's a guy that I don't know if you've heard of him, Darnell Washington. And yeah. uh his name like Michael Meyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, May- Mayer. The, yeah, Mayor. I think those two are gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're I think those two could be Pretty nice, man. I, just, I feel like it all just depends on what team you go to. Musgrave, I mean, Kincaid. They, there's four. There's four really good tight ends. But the thing is, these rookie tight ends take time. Rookie tight ends are not like wide receivers where they translate right away. They're not like running backs where they translate right away. Kyle Pitts is the only tight end in the history of the NFL. It's him and Shockey and a few others are the only ones to ever really translate fully their rookie year. And uh, I think that you're going to be able to uh, come back in and scoop them up for a steal walking into their sophomore years because people are going to expect high, big, big, big things for him. But the Chiefs have Forston. Uh, he's a really good tight end. If if Kelsey went down, Forston would be a, a pretty, good, pretty good tight end. He's really, really good. They love him there too. But could they draft a, 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 a mayor? Sure. Sure. What, you, what do you think like the best, like, 
I'm a Chiefs fan, uh, not a bandwagon. I have family there, just just to throw it out there. Uh, what is your take, like, on Mahomes, the Chiefs? Uh, you know, the, the I know. I've, well, like, was you rooting for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Was you rooting for the Eagles? Uh, I don't, honestly haven't heard you say who you're. Like, do you have like a, a specific team that you root for? Um, I. I like I like I mean I I'm a Cardinal fan but I I'm when I when I wear this hat when I'm on this show I have no ties or any obligation to the Cardinals or anybody else um I'm a huge fantasy football fan I became a fantasy football fan before yeah. I even became an NFL fan like the the day I started yeah. playing fantasy football was the first day that I started watching NFL football when I was a little kid and so I I'm so embedded in the players that I don't really have any sort of uh, um, ties to to teams when it comes to this. Like, I I will root for my fantasy player to score on the Cardinals, even if it costs the Cardinals the game. I have more loyalty to fantasy football <laughs> yeah. than anything else. Yeah. But that that that's yeah. that keeps that's me funny. that keeps me um, sharp though with what I'm doing, and it keeps me. Un, it, I don't have bias involved, and and I like it that way. Yeah. I, I like the fact that I can totally compartmentalize it. I don't have to root for the Cardinals in my mind at all when I'm doing fantasy football. I really don't. Um, but but the Chiefs, I, I wasn't rooting for the Chiefs. I was rooting for the Eagles. I'm a big Jalen Hurts supporter. I I, I was uh, very passionate and aggressively uh, com- coming at everybody that was really hardcore against the Eagles and trashing on the Eagles, running their mouth about the Eagles, saying that the Eagles were crybabies, cry, cry, Eagles, cry, when the Eagles were literally a play away from winning the Super Bowl and people that weren't even in the Super Bowl, fan bases that weren't even in the Super Bowl were complaining and crying and moaning and, and they're the ones crying about the Eagles beating them or getting far and so like I was rooting for the Eagles very very much uh, because of a part of that that defense mechanism that I have well, where I'm like let's defend Jalen Hurts let's defend the Eagles uh, one more question and I got to roll bro, bro. Uh, you're good I was just going to say that the Chiefs man they was one one play away or the Eagles was that play that Jalen fumbled yeah. and they scooped and scored if they go down and score, that game was probably over. Yeah. All right, so, Matt. Hey, call uh, back anytime, Matt. Phone, phone lines are open, pal. I got you, brother. I'll Later. talk to you, man. Okay, Christian Silva, we're not going for a tight end. We are. We already have Noah Gray. You got Gray. You also have Fortson. Fortson's good, bro. He he's. Uh, they really really like him as well. But Noah Gray, you got Noah Gray. You got Fortson. You're you're probably fine at, at the tight end position. Um, Musgrave off waivers. And you'll be set at tight end. I like Musgrave. Musgrave's a very, very good prospect. Uh, Christian Silva with another super chat. Plus, we are more likely to draft a running back or a wide receiver. Yeah. Well, guys, um, I'll be back. 121, are you still in here? Hit that thumb up button on your way out out the door. We will be talking Aaron Rodgers very, very soon. I'll see you once that news breaks. And I'll be back live for it. So when Aaron Rodgers is officially on his way to becoming a New York Jet, please return here. We'll be discussing it if my voice will even be around. Because you can hear my voice leaving my body and my soul. Um, I'm live Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday. I'm also live whenever news breaks. And I am also live at midnight pretty much every other night. One of those nights being tonight to do Underdog Fantasy Best Ball Drafts, promo code SMITTY. I'm going to drop the link in the live uh, chat right now. That link has been dropped in the live chat right now, and it's also in the description of the video. Get signed up now because you won't get into the drafts tonight. The live Best Ball Draft 
that we do if you aren't already uh, signed up. So that link has been dropped in the live chat. It's in the description. Get ready. Get prepared. The spots will go quick. And uh, we'll get back here talking about this as soon as the, the news breaks on Aaron Rodgers or other news breaks. This is going to be a crazy day. I can already tell. I'll see you all later. Thank you all for the super chats. Christian Silva, you are the man. Uh, Jacob with the super chat. Avatar, appreciate all, all of these super chats right here. I'm going to put them on the screen. Thank you, guys. You guys rock. Yeah, uh, Nate, we already dropped that, the wish list. We put that on screen. All right, guys, I'll see you all later. Peace out. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.